0: Today I have a guest, Eileen Petrelia. I've been working for the last twenty minutes on how to say her last name. I love it, it, but I just can't say it. I want to say it a million different ways, Petrelia. And Eileen works with the Mayfly Project, and I'm really excited to have a conversation with her today about the Mayfly Project. And many of you don't know what it is, and that's why we're doing this. So, hey, welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you
1: here. Thank you, Blake.
0: So you're local. um, You're up in Seattle, and you fish locally. Um, just tell me a little bit about your fly fishing background and what do you love to fish for?
1: So I moved to Seattle in 2010 from Nashville, Tennessee, uh, and I never fly fished before. I got a trip down the Yakima, uh, on a guide trip for a present. And I mean, it was all downhill from there. I mean hooked a bunch of fish and well it's, I,
0: it's literally downhill uh, yeah yeah it's yeah, true, the water because... <laughs>
1: true. <laughs> yeah so you know I was I just couldn't believe you could catch fish like just first time that was so easy of course it was the Yakima it was probably mid-summer you know who knows but yeah. so after that I I took um a class with Britta at Avid okay. um the casting class an hour-long class and um that was it. I bought gear and I just never looked back. I went to every little Creek and stream and river that I could in the beginning and, you know, got better and better. Kept taking guide floats down the Yakima. I found a great guy that I just go with all the time, um, out of the whirly bugger in Ellensburg. So, okay. yeah, he, What's ta- his name? he taught me a ton of stuff. His name's Aaron, Aaron. Okay. Aaron Larson. Yeah. He's a great guy. Um, we've been to alaska since then together we've been out in the Okanagan together so yeah he's a good cool. guy
0: i'm i'm all for giving shout outs oh, to people okay. that, yeah yeah i know yeah. if, if people are doing a good job we want to recommend oh, them oh yeah he's, so. he's great that's great
1: um Yeah, and so now I pretty much you know fish out of the kayak a lot uh, on the local lakes. I live in Issaquah. You bought a kayak from us. I bought a kayak from you. So
0: local lakes, but you're also fishing Puget Sound stuff too.
1: Yeah, I fish anything. I'll fish uh, Issaquah Creek. I'll fish the Cedar since I'm out in Issaquah. It's a little bit closer. Yeah. Um, Rattlesnake. You know, I I go anywhere, and I fish every week. I have a great fishing partner, and so we're both retired. So you know, we can pretty much go wherever we're, we've got lots of trips planned for yeah, the you year. You check the so. weather and you're like, oh, nah, let's that's do it. close enough. Yeah. We'll go. Today, yeah.
0: today would not be one of those nah. days. Like it, it is like, it was a little bit of a break from the rain, but now I'm looking out the window and it is like, it is back and it's the big raindrops, like uh, the spring, br- big raindrops. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's no, no bueno. So, yeah. um, so Puget Sound fishing, do you, do you ever go out to Hood Canal area? Oh, or, yeah. Okay.
1: All the time. I love the canal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so pretty great. Yeah, cool. I mean you—you you can't be a cutty, you know, sea run cut. There's just no way. There's no better fish. It's my favorite fish. I like them. Yeah.
0: I yeah. I have some. I, <laughs> yeah. I really like steelhead though too. Yeah, you know.
1: Cool. It's just so bitterly cold on during steel yes. still yeah, steelheading yeah. that I just. I've done it a few times and I'm good now. So <laughs> I'll just stick with my sure, trout. Sure. And... So
0: the, let's get into the Mayfly yeah. Project. Um, share with us a little bit about what the Mayfly Project is and then mm-hmm. how long you have been involved with it. Okay.
1: So the Mayfly Project, it's a national organization. It was started in 2016 by Jess and Laura Westbrook out of Arkansas. Um, Jess had his first child. He was... He's got a bit of an ADHD issue. He'll be the first to admit. And, you know, he found himself being super duper anxious. And so when he would go fishing, I mean, it just all disappeared. And he realized, okay, this is a great therapy. He started taking his local kids fishing from the church community and from the local foster system and, you know, started posting about that on social media. And then Caitlin out of Idaho Uh, she's in the Coeur d'Alene area she's a social worker she was doing the same thing in her area and so they sort of got together and said hey let's let's make this a thing and so that's how the Mayfly project was founded Um, so there's two founders different states but they make it work Um, and that was in 2016. First group of kids went out in I think 2016. Um, I got involved in 2017 uh, I heard about the Mayfly Project from a guy at Patrick's Fly Shop. <laughs> okay. Um, and I was like, what is that? What are you talking about? And I went and looked at it online, and it, you know, seemed like something I would be, you know, really into doing. I can't sit idle. I like to be busy. I, and, you know, I wanted to volunteer for some things. And so it sounded like a great way to volunteer. So I called Caitlin up, and she's like, great you can get a project started i'm like wait a minute i just want to be a mentor so that's how it started so yeah we got the seattle project started in 2017 took our first kids out in 2018
0: okay so So, pretty pretty quick uh from the launch of the mayfly project yeah you guys started up in seattle so um what so the mayfly project just what what is their mission and um and and then how does that uh and then what why is it important
1: right so the mission of the Mayfly Project is to mentor foster kids through fly fishing to basically, you know, give them space to get out of their heads for a bit and, and just enjoy life and not have to think about all of their issues that they've got going on. Uh, we like to um, give them a hobby, teach them about fly fishing, give them a hobby for life so that, you know, they can use it as a coping skill in the future if needed. Um, Yeah. So we like to teach them, there's three C's that we talk about. It's catch and release, conservation, and contamination. So we like to teach them about their local water, uh, how to care for it, how to keep it clean, uh, aquatic invasive species. We talk about all that. Um, But, you know, again, we teach them everything you can imagine about fly fishing, Um, knot tying, fly tying if they're interested, entomology, casting, mending, reading the water all, all that stuff so okay so <laughs> it's a lot
0: It it is a lot so, so but i think sometimes some people um i was not i was not really um aware of maybe the issues that foster kids experience mm-hmm. um, until a few years ago I mean, so why is this such an yeah. important mission? I mean, right. So why, why My do foster, foster, kids, why and do foster kids need, right. yeah, why do they need this?
1: So foster kids' lives are complete turmoil most of the time. They are shuttled from, you know, home to home without very much stability, without very many people really just showing up and being solid for them. Um, there's lots of chaos in their lives, lots of change, Um And not often great coping skills, you know, that they've learned um, or, you know, been taught. And so I guess that particular, they have a lot of trauma in their lives, a lot of, uh, you know, all, all different kinds of trauma. And so they especially need somebody to show up for them consistently, somebody to show them that, yeah, there are people out there who who can be trustworthy, who will show up, who will do what they say they will do. Um, but also, you know, help them to learn how to deal with their anxieties and their stressors, you know, ways that they can sort of, like I do when I go fishing, I just check out of all my day-to-day stuff I've got going on and I just fish and enjoy myself and relax. And so, in particular, foster kids need a way to just be still and be centered. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I, and that totally makes sense. And I totally agree with that. Um, my wife and I, we've been, uh, we've been involved in foster care and, uh, we, um, and that's, that's partly why I reached out to you to be able to have this conversation Mm -hmm. because it's something that we really care about. We've been foster parents, our license is now expired, but uh, but we did have a long-term placement for a while with some little guys, and um, and then we did some uh, short-term receiving care for a little bit as well, and um, and then we had, we adopted both of our kids out of foster care, and um, and and I th- you know I think when it comes to foster kids, the the I think one of the reasons why um, why I have heart for them is because there was nothing they did right to end up in the situation they're in, and um, you know like. There's a lot of other social issues and, that, you know, um, that I'm, I probably am not as compassionate about <laughs> or, um, you know, have as much empathy. Uh, just, you know, sometimes I can get a little jaded and, be, and you know, whether it's someone panhandling handling or something like that. And it's like, it's like, oh, they probably just made bad decisions right, or, right. you know, or it's this or that or, you know. Um, but with, with kids in foster care, none of them are there because they right. did anything wrong. Like, it, exactly you know, right. they... You know, they just, it's... Uh, Completely out of their control. It's out of their yeah. control. And and, um, and that can be really difficult. You know, I mean, so, so many of us, like, we want to control, you know, everything in our lives. <laughs> we want to control our security and safety and all these things. And, and these kids are so vulnerable. So the Mayfly Project has a really great website. Uh, I went on the website uh, just uh, doing research for this conversation, was looking at the information that was there. And there was a really great um, short video on there as well. And one of the things in the video, they show this kid, um, pack, like packing possessions into black trash bags. And, um, and that's, that's actually, um, that's, that's actually, that's very representative. It's, it's very true for a lot of these kids Mm -hmm. that uh, are in the system that, um, like they have to move from house to house and they, they have to put their stuff in a trash bag. Right. Right. You know, so like, just think about like what that. What that tells, tells a young kid, like when, you know, as they're developing who they are and their value and like their, what they're, what they're, right. they're going to contribute to this world and stuff when all of their stuff goes in a trash bag, right? right? So, um, so I, so I'm really excited about what you're doing and, and how the Mayfly project is really impacting <clears throat> Young kids in our area, right, right here in Puget Sound area. So what are some of the things that you guys are doing this summer or plans sure. for? Kind of give me, a, give yeah, me yeah. A, a sketch of what the year calendar looks like.
1: Okay. So this is our fifth group of kids that were taken out. Uh, we did have a gap year for COVID, yeah. you know, as most people did. Um, and basically we'll meet with them five times. We sort of uh, name each outing after the stages of um, the Mayfly so there's the egg phase yeah. in which we're basically just meeting the kids. Um, you know, we might have some snacks or pizza or something. We'll show them the fly rod and show them what a cast is like. And just sort of, we, we do measure them because we'll, we'll order boots and waders for them specifically. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to fish in the Puget Sound area without boots and waiters. Um, and then the next phase is the nymph phase, and that's where we'll actually start getting into the meat of it. We'll teach them how to cast. We'll give them their own fly rod to kind of keep up with. Um, and we usually do it at a park or on a body of water so that if you know if they some kids get it in ten minutes and they're ready to go. and so I'm yeah. we, you know we're ready to take them. so um, yeah, our our kids this year are aged uh, ten to eighteen. Uh, we have five kids enrolled at this point. Um, we've already met with kids twice on our first outing near water. They've already caught fish, which is pretty amazing. That's always a big stressor for me is to find some place that they can actually catch fish. And in every out- fishing guide, right? Like the oh, yeah. first fish. Is oh, so I bet.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. you, so you guys, it's not like during a week long no, no, thing. No, no. It's like spread out over. Right. Okay.
1: So uh, throughout the years, we have timed our project different times of the year to try to target rivers when the rivers are open or, yeah. you know, try to get the best weather. And so every year that's a bit of a struggle. Um, this year we decided to do it in the spring so that we can hit some of the lakes that have recently been stocked, yeah. but it's not too hot right. that people are swimming and yeah. we don't, you no know, water skiers <laughs> cast into their, yeah, <laughs> stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's what we've done. Um, and we meet every other week for five sessions. Um, If there's like a holiday in there, we'll skip and you know. Yeah, and so it's generally, we try to get it all done in a few months. Um, Years past, it has been really spaced out over like six months, just because of the availability of mentors or the kids' schedules or summer travel plans, you know. So we'll be done uh, June 3rd. So our next outing is Saturday um okay yeah great. yeah so we're gonna ha- have the kids and take them fishing again we are trying to get out on some watercraft and so we have a mentor that's got a really big uh, float uh one of those raft uh-huh. <laughs> and so we'll take them out on the lake and troll around or cast cool. at the shore and yeah so uh yeah it's been pretty fun so far great two more to go
0: yeah that's <laughs> awesome um there's a uh Federation of Fly Fishers is doing a, a camp at the end of June and um I'm helping out at that camp oh, yeah? for, on, <laughs> on the that Wednesday of that week and so I told him I said said just use me however you want that day. <laughs> right. So I think I think we're gonna be doing some lake fishing some stuff like that. It'll be, nice. be fun. Um but we have a lot of people that are listening or watching mm-hmm. that uh would love to get involved in um you know, they would love to, to do some volunteer work. They would love to um, to really make an impact in our community and in people's lives. And this sounds like a really great thing for um, men and women that are listening. And um, how are ways that people can, can support the Mayfly project?
1: Yeah. So the primary way that Mayfly, you know, needs help is by becoming a mentor. And what that means is you commit to those five sessions Um, Typically, you're paired one on one with a child, and you'll work with that child each session uh, just so that there's continuity and trust and you know, you build a rapport, which is what they need. Um, And so, um, each time we go out and meet with them, there's a little bit of setup. The mentors do, there's the mentoring, and then there's teardown. Um, There's also, um, I think, the biggest struggle we've had throughout all the years is locating water that suits our needs that has some fish in it panfish trout bass it doesn't matter that has room for parking for a bunch of a us group, yeah. and it has bathrooms yeah. so bathrooms seem to be usually the thing that we can't find yeah. uh, like all the juvenile ponds they don't all have bathrooms at them yeah which is weird but yeah yeah, so finding okay, so for
0: mentors, um, yeah. now I hear mentor and that sounds it that sounds intimidating. It Scary, sounds like huh? I need to be like I need to be like Gandalf no. uh, to, to yeah. mentor, no. you know, young Frodo or something. Or <laughs> or um, you know, I need you know, I mean so what are some yeah. of the requirements sure. for you know, because I think back um I was hanging out with a bunch of guys from my church recently and we were talking about mentoring and it was hilarious because uh (laughs) we were we were talking about all of these people that have had such an impact in our lives and and the amazing thing was is that if you asked any of those people that we had looked up to as mentors like none of them would would think that they were incredible or like were just normal people they were just normal people that made that you know but yeah yeah, so um yeah what are some of the requirements for being a mentor Mm -hmm. and you know i want to i want (laughs) to You know what
1: I mean? Uh, don't, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, you're right. It, it can be very intimidating in the beginning, but essentially we have two requirements and, and they're very easy to meet. One, you should know how to fly fish. You don't need to be an expert, but if you're willing to learn along with the kid, I, I mean, even that's fine, but you should know the very basics. You don't need to know. Spe- you don't need to be expert in anything. Um, The second thing is um, we do a background check on everybody uh, because of the foster care system, super stringent and private and, you know, safety is our number one concern. So everybody should be able to pass a background check. Um, Additionally, we'll do some training. Uh, It's all videos that we have on our website for the mentors to go through. And that's basically how to work with these traumatized kids, how to maintain boundaries keep your distance but still be supportive and how to de-escalate if needed which in fact we've never had to do over these five years um so yeah you got to pass a background check you need to know a little bit about fly fishing uh and you need to just you know be able to show up at all five sessions that's it you don't need to be an expert we will tell you everything you need to know
0: okay three yeah, things three things I, it sounds three simple, simple things the, the <laughs> hardest one i imagine is be is people being able to show up for all five but yes. if they know the dates and can put them on their calendar yeah. then they can do it so that's that's uh, that's easy and i think <laughs> 95% of you listening or watching are eligible yes. to be a mentor and <laughs> yes. it would be really cool for you to participate in that way how else can they be supportive
1: yeah so we also have volunteer positions we have a few of those working with us this year those are people that may or may not know anything about fly fishing uh their schedule may be a little bit more limited and can't commit to every session um and those are people that will not be paired one-on-one with a child, but they are the extra hands we need. Sit with our gear or run and get the lunch or just be a second person to help um, with a pairing. You know, yeah, and, behind yeah. the scenes yeah.
0: help. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That would actually be probably a really great way, too, if you're nervous about being a mentor yeah. and you want to come see what it's like uh, to be able to just kind of help as a volunteer right. in that sense. Yeah,
1: that's great. I mean, somebody to row the boat or, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Very cool. Yeah, it's pretty sweet.
0: Okay, any any last comments or yeah. thoughts or requests of yeah, the audience? Definitely. Okay.
1: I mean, you know, I would love if people could let us know about private waters that we could rent or lease, or we're even willing to stock them for you um, so that we can have a consistent place to take the kids um, to cool. catch fish. Yeah. The, the other thing is, though, we... We don't ever identify them as foster children while we're with them, sure. and so and, and we do try to limit their exposure to large groups of people. So if we had our own private lake or, you know, some place that we could rent out, we we use the U fish ponds up in Cleelum quite a bit, okay. um, which is now not called that, but they've been really great, and they yeah. never will let us pay for that. So um, something like that, but maybe a little bit closer to Seattle. Sure, that'd be sure. awesome.
0: Okay. Now, if you're wondering if they, how many mentors they need, there's a lot of kids in foster care. There's a lot. Thousands. Thousands of kids in foster care. 44,000
1: so, nationwide.
0: 44,000 nationwide. Yeah. So, um, so what a cool way to be able to, uh, to make an impact in someone's life, to be able to, vo- to volunteer and do it fly fishing right. like to be able to connect fly fishing, right. you know, I mean, that's, that's such a great. cool thing. So
1: all the kids get their own gear at the end too, to keep.
0: So how do you guys get the, get the gear? Is that from donations from individuals? Um, like if someone listening wants to write a check to the Mayfly oh, project, well. they can do that. They can certainly do that. <laughs> okay, yeah. but A lot of it comes from manufacturers. I'm assuming. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So
1: Jess has fostered relationships with manufacturers, Orvis yeah. for one, uh, Sims, you know he's got some relationships and they work together to get discounted deals. Sure. Cortland, Cortland provides our rods for us. Okay. Um yeah. So Very cool. That's through Jess, but Good yeah, time. we will certainly take money. Yeah. Always. <laughs> 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 it costs about $800 per child per yeah. outing, you know, per um year. So yeah. yeah. The okay. more money we have the yeah, more kids. So- so maybe
0: you want to scholarship some kids or maybe you want to get involved and go check out the Mayfly Project and their website is
1: themayflyproject.com. mayflyproject.com. It's yeah. that
0: simple. Super Thank simple. you so much yeah. for being with us on the Gig Harbor Flycast. <laughs> yeah. And we hope that you enjoyed this uh, episode and that you get involved in your local community if you're not in our area. Thank you.